You are about to witness a music podcast most foul. What you're about to hear is likely not safe for work, but if you're unperturbed by coarse language and sensitive content, you'll find yourself wrapped up in a world of music and mystery, the likes of which you've never heard before. Why don't you walk through the door and play our devious little game? Welcome, one and all, to Artificial Ghost Radio, a musical tour through the minds of our contestants. It's time to face the strange changes. It's me, Miles. But better things await, Jupiter. And Jupiter is my name, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) The planet Jupiter is not necessarily the direction that we are headed. You weren't addressing Jupiter, but you were signing Jupiter. Yes, I was was vocally signing my name. Welcome to Artificial Ghost Radio at the uh, precipice of... uh, precipice of some shit. Hey, hi. On the cliff of uncertainty, we find ourselves. You know what? Not the cliff of uncertainty. I feel pretty certain. I mean, the uncertain thing is about, like, names and stuff, but, like... And like, sp- and yeah, like contracts. Be, yeah, asking gay people to decide on aesthetics is a—it's uh, really hurting cats. <laughs> we've, had to, we've had to fucking we had to restart the process because no one was happy with the names that they chose. We have like thirty names. I love it. All of them are great. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I, I have to. I still have to condense the list down uh, to to the second round of voting. Hey, we're gonna have a name soon. Oh, thank God. Oh my God. Uh, so let's back up a bit. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> So, um, <laughs> wowzers, um, yeah, you might have, no, not might have, you must have <laughs> at this point, uh, heard about the stuff. And if you are unaware of the stuff, uh, just honestly check our Twitter, check, uh, check my personal Twitter. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I, I personally, like, per- well, personally, and also for like legal reasons, there we're not necessarily uh uh going into depth about it here however uh the broad strokes of it is that um the network that we used to be a part of still technically exists but we are no longer a part of it and it also has no podcasts uh, think of it this way. Because the founders were terrible people and are terrible people, and I am not here to get into it more, but just 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 for the sake of that. No, but uh for for people listening, like think of it as we were uh parts inside of a machine. The outside of the machine has been taken away, but all of the inside parts that actually make it work are still there, and yeah. we just need to find a new shell. <laughs> it's yeah, a, a shell that is um uh, made of a clear plastic that you can see through and see what is going on in there. 
Perhaps transparency will be the key. <laughs> Maybe transparency will be the key this time. Uh, yeah, so uh, all of the people who were part of that network um, who were displaced by the events that transpired um, are coming together to make a new network and we're doing it better. And trust me, we have a lot of feelings about uh, all of this. Um, but yeah, we're... we're uh, trucking along and you know what i wanted to what i wanted to give a quick shout out to all of the wonderful people on the network who have been working so hard to mm-hmm. make this new thing that we're creating happen and we'll continue to work hard uh and and just participate and be wonderful people i don't really have a particular order for this i think i'm just kind of gonna go in the order that they happen to be on discord do the damn thing. Uh, I want to shout out to Alex Flanagan of Cryptid Keeper, who has been a, 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 a tremendous, like, other side of the pendulum, try, like, keeping our conversations balanced, uh, helping us be on the right track, and just contributing a lot of great ideas. Um, I want to thank Ryan Chongo Show for just being a wonderful sport during this whole thing and, and being just, like, so passionate and, uh, creating a lot of really good name suggestions. Uh, I want to thank uh, Penny Parker uh, for uh, sticking with us and being so supportive and being amazing, even though she doesn't have a podcast anymore. Um, she is still part of the network and she's, you know, it's it's really, you know, great that she is with us. Uh, I want to thank Sarah Zedig for doing a lot of amazing administrative work. Honestly, she has been fantastic um just like making sure that shit is getting done addison peacock also from cryptid keeper i want to shout out just uh, has been just a wonderful light uh during all of this is contributing and excited about everything uh brit has been uh putting together a lot of like like brit and reed like really like are are amazing back-end people um uh, they've been working on like separate things right now. Reed has been working on like website stuff. Brit has been working on like also like I'm trying not to get into like specific business details, but like wonderful people. Uh, Bronwyn from Bad Romance has like uh, she and Jordan sort of got swept up on all this. And uh, it has been like just like so wonderful that they have been both of them, Jordan and Bronwyn have been like invested in the new network and and you know figuring out their place in it and and have been with us since the very beginning it's been great uh terrence from gaming new horizons he is not on the internet and he is the smartest man among us for that (laughs) and honestly he's just a fucking gem of a human being uh ray for genuinely holding us all together we probably wouldn't have like organized like hardly at all if not for his efforts ray is just so dedicated to this network evan from ending pending has been just a wonderful like counterbalance in the conversation making sure that like we are really uh being aware of of all of the possibilities and just uh, helping us be on a on a good track. Marty from uh, Netflix and Kill has been active in almost every conversation. Has been uh, just boots on the ground, 
doing whatever needs to be done. Just absolutely fantastic. Uh, Joe has been working on a lot of documentation. He's very meticulous. He's very fucking uh, uh, on point about making sure that everything is like that everyone's voices are heard in the decisions that are being like su- or, or the things that are being suggested uh, about what we do as a network. Uh, Kai, in a similar way to Marty, has been participating in almost every conversation, has been really focusing on things that a lot of other people haven't been focusing on in a really wonderful way. Kai has sort of slotted themselves into uh, uh, just like whatever role they can fill, and it's been fantastic. Uh, Hey, the next one on this list is Miles. Who's that? I don't know. Miles. I'm just going to say this right now to your face. I love you. Hey, I love you. So it's not to my face. It's only my voice, but sorry, continue. <laughs> probably because, honestly, probably because video chat would just like, well, A, I'm in the dark, and B, um, like, it, it probably wouldn't agree with your internet as as well as... No. Although I do miss your face. Oh, hey. Uh, Ross, for... Um, Staying up way past his bedtime to uh, make sure that he is involved in important shit. And, like, also for being our wonderful head artist. Uh, and I'm really excited for the um, the branding work that he's going to be doing in the future once we have a solid name. Uh, Red. Red has been active since, like, since as soon as they could have been. Red is deeply passionate, deeply focused, and has been uh, just taking the initiative uh, so often. Uh, Ronnie from Ending Pending uh, has given us the most time that he possibly could, considering that he is a father who also runs a separate business. Mm-hmm. He has just been amazing, and I know he's been working behind the scenes on a lot of stuff, uh, even back in the day. Like, Ronnie is just, like, he's just a great dude. I think I might have skipped over Marble, who- <laughs> How dare you? Uh, I, she jumped up to the online section for a little bit, and I just sort of skipped over her because she wasn't in the offline section where I was looking, uh, but she jumped back. Um, uh, Joy is- just like honestly like has been so important in like being a voice that has made the context of everything so so at the forefront of our minds and she really really cares and she really really gives a shit about all of the people on the network and has been just she's just wonderful she's she's just wonderful Andy from Ending Pending, um, honestly, like, like, they fucking, when shit was hitting the fan, they were in call, part of the conversation, even when they were at literally work, at their literal job, as, like, wild, so dedicated, so awesome, uh, Val, editor for, uh, Cryptid Keeper, uh, it's been wonderful, talking to them it's been wonderful getting to know them um it's just so like great to be meeting people that like we're always part of the network but like just we're in the background before and like to have people like want to be part of the conversation and want to be a part of everything has been like just amazing and and val is fantastic um 
And then finally, I want to shout out Hannah Bowen from Netflix and Kill for being the one who came up with the idea to do a network in the first place. Just saying. Hell yeah. And, uh, well, there is another person. Oh, heck. Oh, no. And and their name is Jupiter. Oh, no. (laughs) I've been called out. And face it, I want to thank Jupiter for being my rock, my moon, my stars in this and in many other people's lives uh, for just being, like, so absolutely consistent with, like, wanting to follow up on incidents, with wanting to communicate with people, with actually opening up, like, the channel and the possibility for that communication, for, like, transparency, for, like, making sure to organize all of the names, all of the polls, like, making sure everyone knows what's going on and being incredibly kind about it, being fair, listening to everyone, just being fantastic and stepping up immediately after shit hit the fan. And I want to thank you for doing all of that, being involved with the network and still wanting to record podcasts and still (laughs) doing a job and doing a million other things because you're amazing thank you uh i'm not great at taking compliments but thank you (laughs) (laughs) you're welcome (sighs) okay um so yeah that that was the big uh (laughs) that was the big shout out do we want to do an episode (laughs) we probably should (laughs) considering we probably should do an episode huh (sighs) <sighs> I'm. I feel like I, I. There's a part of me that feels like I missed somebody, but I think that was all 24. Did you get Joe? I got Joe. I remember getting Joe. Okay. Yeah, I think you got everyone. I think I got everyone. Um, wowzers! Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Hi. So remember in pre-crisis times when we uh-huh. when we came up with the when I came up with the theme idea? Yes. Um. How's it feel? Uh, how's it felt uh, not having to prepare a song for this episode? Weird, <laughs> anxiety-inducing. The the concept for this episode is: Hey, uh, I really like uh, Aesop Rock and want to give him an episode. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and I also wanted to open the door for us in the future to be like, "Hey, Jupiter did it! <laughs> like, fuck it." <laughs> No, I think this is a very good way to, like, introduce the concept of doing an episode at least partially dedicated to a specific artist. Yeah. Because we've changed format a little bit. This is a good way of doing it. Yeah. And also just, like, we can fucking get weird with these themes. We can get as weird as we want. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I want to get weirder. To be honest, I want to get weirder. Mm-hmm. So, um, with all that in mind, and actually probably with none of that in mind- <laughs> I have a song, and we are going to listen to it, and then we're just going to dive into the lyrics and really try to, to the best of our ability, get a full understanding of the song. And the reason why I picked Aesop Rock specifically, not just because I really like him, and I think his music is really good, and also has been like uh, personally affecting to me in a lot of ways... Um, but also because Aesop Rock is, um, just known for his dense lyrical style and mm. layered metaphors and like complex narrative illusions. Yeah. So I just kind of wanted to uh, see how we could do without looking at anybody else's analysis and just see, just test our own analytical minds, I guess. 
After this long of doing this podcast, I know that we have some good takes. Uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I'm just, sorry, I just heard my family come in the door. I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> like Five Nights at Freddy's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so Jupiter. Yes. Hi, Miles. What song are we going to be looking at? Well, uh, I regret to inform you that it's off of the Malibu Can album. No, I have to look at the face. You have to look <laughs> no. at the face. I don't want to look at the face. It's a shame that this art is tied so heavily with an album that I genuinely really like. I don't think it's like as good as like Impossible Kid, which is like the other major project that I know him for. Um, but, mm-hmm. uh, but it also has one of my favorite songs that he's ever done and also one of my favorite songs of all time although i haven't really ever really dived into the lyrics but there's just one lyric in particular that is very um striking to me so i think that's why i picked Mm -hmm. it and the song is suicide big gulp all right and honestly we've done enough lead up already let's just listen to the song Let's just listen to this fucking Let's just song. Let's fucking listen to it. Let's just fucking listen to After it. After I get genius lyrics. D- actually. <laughs> actually, no, I'll use something that, like, I'll use AZ lyrics. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, AZ lyrics for this, because they, yeah. do fuck- they don't do fucking analysis. There's nothing to click. I make a mean suicide, big gulp, sick pup. Google eyes, splinter up the unified witch hunt. War and love, healing from the hum of the Andorra cup. And 40 nights of failures, that's a plagiarize the formula. Been in scene, petty spoils, void city acumen. I'd rather be a boy than a voice than a boy in its manuscript. Boyo, tight to give a name to a sword. The skulls of his landlords hang from his horse. Medium kahuna, strange force around him. Houndsman, scrounge for a sirloin, a pound thin. I play my chest with undomesticated groundlings. We spend our afternoons forgetting how a downshift. Ace ain't here, man. Ace, I tell us you. Tell us me from over there. This ain't a fucking petting zoo. Brain cells piecing out. Dentures in a Dixie cup. Devil trying to keep me down. Somebody pick me up. So. So. How do we do this? Um. <laughs> well, okay. I don't know. First Whoever off. Whoever feels the spirit. First do off. It. Well, uh, let, let's, let's not break from tradition too hard. What do you think of this song? It was good. I mean, um, I think like uh, uh, every time you've brought an Aesop Rock song to the show or I've listened to an Aesop Rock song, it's always been like very enjoyable because he has like a great voice, great flow. Like sometimes the beat isn't always my thing, but like with this, I really enjoyed it. Um, I truly, um, when going into this record, I was like, Either Jupiter's going to pick a song that's like, there's something there, but it won't, like, take too long. Or Jupiter's going to get a, like, fucking albatross around the neck, like, level going in for 40 minutes poetry analysis. And I feel like I don't understand shit or fuck about this song and it's going to take a hot minute for me to get it. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm there. I'm fully there. I have, like... I feel like the reason why I have, like, this is one of my favorite songs that he's ever done. It's also the song that I understand the least, uh, which is, I mean, saying something, because I understand very few of his songs. What was the um the line that you liked? Uh, type to give a name to a sword. The skulls of his landlords hang from his horse. Ooh, I love that line. Yeah, it's an incredibly <laughs> good line. 
Uh, I mean, let's just start from the top, I guess. Yes. What the so, fuck does A is like a different type of animal mean? That's what I was going to ask is like, is A a person? Is A a concept? Or is A the letter? Oh, it might be referring to like A is Aesop Rock. He's referring to himself. Okay. Aesop Rock is like a different type of animal. Okay. So typical hype up. Sh- I mean, there's like a lot of like him, you know, sort of hyping himself in the song. Like that's not maybe out of place. So let's presume that that means Aesop. I feel like it also works, especially for the, um, for the first. Uh, third, uh, because later on we get this reference to the kid tobacco is a face in the fire of the fucking mountain. Tobacco is the producer of the song. He's talking about how good tobacco is as a producer and how much he likes the bass. But here's the thing. So going off of like, if we're presuming Aesop is A, is like a different type of animal. The next two lines, I'm not sure if they go with that because it's no brick road, no zip code, Xanadu family. Is he referring to the musical Xanadu? I don't know. Um, his and what army party in the panic room feels more like he would be talking about like a bad guy. That to me is indicative of an enemy rather than of Aesop himself. Now I'm looking right in, I'm, what I'm looking into is the plot synopsis for Xanadu. Oh, you're looking at the plot. My friends are in that musical, but I have no idea what what it's about. So you you fucking go for it. <laughs> What's Xanadu about? There's a lot of stuff in here that I'm sort of skimming through about like about dis- dissatisfaction in like art that you make, dissatisfaction in like family dynamic. I don't know. I don't want to speak too too firm on it. Yes. Okay. So what I'm taking from that though is like family dysfunction. So we can read that line as like no brick road, no zip code, uh, have a dysfunctional family. So there's no path for me. No one's handed me anything. I'm alone. Um, but then the third line is very like to me when I read his and what army party in the panic room, I'm thinking of like a Trump type that's like, oh, you think you can take me on you and what army is like, you know, hiding in a panic room because, you know, when you actually do come with an army, they don't know what to do. Um, so it feels like that to me. I will say that Aesop, um, like isolation and, and like, him being on his own is something that is like a very common theme of his music. Mm-hmm. Like he never talks about his friends in his songs and uh, really just sort of more is interested in being alone and does sort of vibe a lot with like, I would say prepper aesthetic without necessarily actually being a prepper. Sure survival right like survivalist sort of stuff is sort of the vibe that i get from aesop rock a lot of the time so i feel like i don't know i i feel like this is like maybe a bit of like self-criticism mixed in with his like hype shit but it's hard to say i I, let's sure let's pause on that line and keep going for a second see if we can relate back to it so but i do think that like the um the preparedness goes with before he meet the man who feed his hands into the scramble suit i think like it's like i'm preparing for something but okay uh before he meet the man okay who the fuck is the man feeds his hands into the scramble suit no one knows what that is we're just going with it (laughs) well i feel like that's something that we like i'm gonna google what a scramble suit is. yeah yeah it seems to be a philip k dick thing yes a super thin membrane upon which are projected the characteristics of i need to click the link <laughs> of wait fuck sorry 
I'm just reading this. Uh, scramble suit was an invention of the Bell Laboratories conjured up by an accident by an employee named S.A. Powers. Basically, his design consisted of a multifaceted quartz lens hooked, hooked up to a million and a half psionomic sci- fraction representations of various people, men and women, children, with every variant encoded and projected outwards in all directions, especially onto a super thin shroud-like membrane large enough to fit around an average human. So it projects the image of other people onto you. Right. So I think the, like, from what it's saying here, it seems like the scramble suit basically, like, turns you into a wearing it turns you into a like um like um it says every man here but there's another word for it that i'm like really struggling to think of but basically just like an automaton to the whims of society of just like falling along with whatever's going on and and um oh my god what's the it's not on we is it it depends what you're asking but the like basically just like committing yourself to the like waves of whatever is going on and not impacting it at all yeah sure like a neoliberalist so so if we take um him saying the man to mean like you know the man like the government the oh, man oh okay so okay so so what it is is like okay so before he meet the man authority figure feeds his hands into the scramble suit essentially being like okay like this is the voice that i take up this is like this is like the part like the personality that i am that i like put on in the face of authority to like get by this encounter mm-hmm. yeah but also yes. just like the feed his hands is like you know it's not a like he doesn't want to do it doesn't want to do it and also like loses a part of himself by doing it yeah I like that. So from these first four lines, also, God, we're taking so long, but it's fine. But like these first four lines, it's feeling very, um, not dystopic. Like it's not like to the extent where it's like an apocalypse has happened and like bad shit's going on, but it's sort of veering towards that. Like it's very like, you know, you can't show your true face to like the man or like they'll block you away. I'm a lone wolf type. Like there's this sort of like survival instinct happening. I feel like that's the sort of vibe going in. Yeah. I sort of get the idea of like, you know, someone. Like, like, uh, dejected from society or, or de- like self dejected from society in a way of like, like choosing or like maybe not necessarily choosing, but arriving at a, a an isolationist life and falling in with this, with like the social group that accepts that behavior and insulizes you. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's some of that shit going on. So. Glam channels wake up in a fantasy dismantled. We're championing vandals over Andy with the Campbells. So, people who are upper class wake up in a fantasy land where everything's fine. And uh, I'm I'm curious to see if he's referring to we as in the upper class or we as in the like punk kids that he's with uh, by championing people that are vandalizing over Andy Warhol. Yeah, I'm sort of. Con- uh, I'm sort of. Mm- because I'm championing vandals over fucking Andy Warhol. Right, Listen, yeah, right. I like, get he's a proper artist. I don't give a shit. Right. Like, I, I'm having a hard time telling if this line is, like, is saying that that's a bad thing. hmm Or if he's saying it more as, like, 
a quote of somebody, you know what I mean? Like talking about this, talking about this, like, like completely isolated person who falls in line with authority, uh, being like upset about who he describes as, as vandals over classical art, quote unquote, which is just advertisements. Yeah. Things that we've come to accept as like, um, okay ways of like l- enjoying, um, art that isn't classic. Like Andy Warhol's pop art was very important for people to be like, Oh, not all art has to be like oil paintings and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, and it makes sense. And he does have a lot of like interesting political pieces. Like I saw his gallery in Melbourne, um, that was done in collaboration with Ai Weiwei. Um, and it was really interesting, but Ai Weiwei's stuff was a lot more like to do with like politics and history and like class and a whole bunch of different stuff and Andy Warhol's stuff was very just like you know the the age of printmaking and like graphic art and it isn't that deep in my opinion (laughs) not too big into Andy Warhol Andy Warhol is trash actually I'm very curious if he's referring to vandals in the sense of like people who like, you know, tag stuff or do normal street art, or if he's saying vandals like Banksy. Well, here's my thing is that in other songs, uh, he, I believe, calls himself a vandal like occasionally. Um, mm. and like even talks about like, you know, being the kid that old people yell at in the street to get a job or whatever. Sure. I don't feel like it's a condemnation of those vandals. I feel like it has to be like, and also like, and we can see this later in the song, Aesop Rock, when he needs a one syllable word to refer to himself, doesn't use A, he uses Ace. Yeah. So now I'm starting to think that A isn't referring to himself. Maybe it's referring to a person that is just unnamed for the sake of anonymity. And maybe this is referring to a real person that Aesop Rock knows. Or new. Yeah. Someone that has to, like, fit in with this, like, status quo, even though, like, outside of work hours, he's, like, more punk, more, like, caring about his own interests. Yeah, a lot of Aesop's Rock, uh, Aesop Rock's stuff is, like, commentary on a lot of, like, small town sort of stuff, mm. calling into question a lot of, like, salt of the earth types, quote unquote, in America, and, like, the because, like, he was raised- in that sort of society, like, in a, like, household that really suppressed the kind of stuff that he was, like, always really into. Yeah. And, like, like the the system that led him to, like, becoming disenfranchised with art. Um, so, like, this is starting to feel like, because, like, also, in the first half of this first little, like, um, verse, he refers to this person as he, he, and then in the second half, he's talking about I. Mm-hmm. So I think, like, first half is talking about, like, this person who is shit, and second half is I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> is sort of what I what it sort of seems like. I like that. It's it's interesting, because then the, the next two lines are, he the cold-hearted, old guard, holy ghost bar, the postcards only no Crayola, no rose art. It seems like a person, like, like with the Crayola and a rose art is like, you know, very like, he doesn't have money for uh, that sort of shit. Right. Um, but the cold hearted thing is still like sticking out. So it's like, this could be a bad person, 
but why would they also be like poor? Like, what is the argument he's making? What's the point? Or is it a good person that has been made cold-hearted by like the society that they live in, which I, it, happens? It, it feels like it. What it feels like to me is he's talking about like a, a lower class person, like 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 the poor white population in America. Mm. Overwhel- like not overwhelmingly necessarily, but like oftentimes will support people who actively work against their best interests um, because it's like falls in line with a lot of like cult like behavior and prepper behavior. Yeah. So it, it feels like um, like that is the sort of like criticizing a like criticizing a lower class person for being um in like for supporting systems that continue that person's submission yeah there's a there's a point when you're lower income where you have to decide like if i take a chance and i'm anti-establishment i can lose everything right and it's like that like put your head down i don't want to think about myself and like it's also to do with like community again like we were saying like if you're surrounded by people who are voting a particular way or believe in certain things being anti that does put you out there and even if it is good to stand up for uh human rights and stuff it's also down to the personal like thing of on my day-to-day life i don't want things to be harder and that while it is quote unquote like a selfish action i don't think that's necessarily negative because you do need to look out for yourself Right. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's fully like, you know, like you, you can't really disparage people for taking actions that they are like, that they basically don't have a choice in making. Mm. But also there is like, in the choices that you can make, recognizing that those choices do matter. Yeah. Uh, now I will say we cannot spend this long line by line. No, I'm I'm in hell. So let's <laughs> let's speed through a little bit more. Let's pick it up. I love the following. Just the rest of the verse. <laughs> oh, it's so, so like, good. There's such a shift for the next like four lines. I would say <laughs> just like, oh, it's a story about a low income man. He's cold hearted, and then it's like, I'll communication aside, I'll kick a train off a bridge. <laughs> Yeah. Let's make a plane out of the sky. I'll <laughs> throw a car into the ocean. Like it replaces all of <laughs> this like grounded like imagery of this like person so isolated and alone and like jumping at shadows and yep. and then Aesop running in with like kaiju imagery. <laughs> Fully Godzilla. <laughs> Fully Yeah. Like like being like I'm like kind of isolationist too, but in a way that is this like I don't know like if the other person is passive, Aesop is being aggressive, right? Like I'm I'm still out here and like I'm not necessarily social, but I'm also here and a presence and active in the world. Mm-hmm. And then again, the line that we said earlier: the kid tobacco is a face in the fire on the fucking mountain. Yeah, is this like <laughs> like sure I, I'm here like. I'm a presence. Also, shout out to Tobacco for making this track. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, it does sort of like come in with like the last lines of the second verse. There is more fire imagery, but it is very like out of left field. Here's Tobacco. <laughs> Here he comes. I I do like the um the the final line. So like it sort of goes on like, hey, Tobacco's really cool. The beats are great. Uh, people like his music. Also, I eat bread. <laughs> 
all I do is eat bread and check suckers. Yeah. It's very, it's very like, you know, it's hip hop, it's rap, it's, you know, I'm the shit, I get my bread. I eat my bread. Well, okay, but, but bread, <laughs> he's, he's not talking about bread in, like, money, I don't think. Money. I don't, th- yeah. I don't think he is. <laughs> you I, don't think he's referring to money? You don't, no you one says eat, no one like, says eat money. Do. No one says they eat their money. No, but, like, you would say, like, oh, the girl, she ate that look. But Aesop Rock would not say that. I, yeah, well, but uh, so all he's doing is eating <laughs> So, Brand. but I, okay, but Literally. I do, I do, I do think that this is important because, um, because I think that he's like, you know, uh, he's like talk, like bread is one of the <laughs> foundational foods of the human race. It is oh. always been accessible to people. It has always been like the thing. Like fucking sourdough, people who make sourdough bread are always able to make sourdough bread because it's the starter just keeps going. Bread is sustainable. Bread is like a, a like down to earth thing. And I feel like he is like calling to bread to represent him being down to earth and, um, and like then being like calling out people for basically being class traitors. Mm. I like that interpretation. I think the only reason why I went with money is because, um, because bread is always used as a, as a substitute for money in rap music. Well, it is. Um, but, uh, also because, like, if you continue, like, if you're going with a metaphor for this much of your song, like, different metaphors for different things, it's odd to, um, suddenly be very literal with something. So, but it I think could it's be. also a metaphor. I don't think, I, I, I don't think he's literally saying that he only eats bread. I think he's using bread as a catch all term for the kind of, like, like the level of like culture, the level of like society that he participates in is stuff that is like sustainable. Sure. Okay. That's, that's my take. Okay. Uh, and then we go into nobody safe jump, black plague, rail guns, cachet of rat snakes hurled up in the bass drums. I have no idea what that means. I do, <laughs> I do want to say, Except <laughs> Rock is also, uh, notable for like not doing hooks or choruses. Oh no, this is fully slam poetry. Right. This is three dense verses, mm-hmm. and I do love it. What the fuck does nobody safe chump black plague rail guns cachet of rat snakes coiled in the bass drum mean? What does that mean? Here, here's what it is. Okay. It's life is unpredictable. The universe is organized chaos. Nobody's safe because you can get the black plague without doing anything it'll just happen to you well like back when it was a thing uh rail guns like there's so much ammunition that like fuck you might just hit someone and they'll die uh i i cache of snake of rat snakes coiled up in the bass drum i i mean it could be continuing that or it could just be random like it could be like oh you never know when there's gonna be just a fucking pile of snakes (laughs) you just pick it up and there's a pile of fucking snakes in there and then they bite you and you die like hey hey quick uh quick point of fact though I just googled rat snakes. Um, uh, they are non-venomous and they pose no threat to humans. So who knows then? Right. Is it? It might be referring to. Here's a, what I was afraid of with doing this: is like if he's referring to like events that have happened, like historical things or like stuff or like books or whatever. I'm not going to understand it. So if this is referring to like, oh, one time someone picked up a 
a bass drum and there were rat snakes in it. I'm not going to know. R- I, I, <laughs> I, feel know like, <laughs> I feel like there's this like half coming from personal experience, half layered metaphor, another extra half of like him just picking words because they sound cool together. Yeah, just flexing. I, I feel like if you wanted to, you could take the cachet of rat snakes coiled up in a bass drum line as being like talking about the daint, like, like even when you're pursuing a artistic career, there are still like social dangers that come with that, even though rat snakes aren't, uh, aren't dangerous to humans. The idea of suddenly there are snakes in your life is like a, a like quandary that you would have to deal with, like, it, mm-hmm. Talking about, like, maybe, like, the social dangers of, like, hiding away and being an artistic career. Yeah. You could maybe take that. Sure. If you wanted. <laughs> thank you. Um, thank you for giving that to me. I'm taking it. Doug Graves with Over the Hill Skate Punks, Failures and Flakes in the Brain Trust Pay Up A. I like it. I do like it's it. Like, it just uh, this is it just sounds good is the thing. Is that it just sounds it good. It sounds great. Like that that was the line that really like when I was listening to this I was like, "Oh fuck yeah, I fuck with that." Yeah. Um because it is that thing. It's reminding me actually, god, this is such a random pull that no one's going to fucking get into, but there is a actually when I did like a solo episode once I did it on Neil Hillborn, there was a uh, a poem he did a slam poem called Punk Rock John. It's giving me that vibe. Because, like, he was, like, this fucking, like, dude that was always in the pit who was helping you punks, like, get their fucking aggression out. And then he got, like, fucking dropped by a skinhead. Uh, And it's giving me the vibe of, like, that sort of, like, in-community violence. Not necessarily from, like, the skinhead place, but, like, that sort of, like, punk mentality of, like, we're in this together through life and death sort of thing. Like, uh, uh, the solidarity of that community. That's just for me, though. I don't know if that's really what he was going for. Yeah, I sort of get that. I, I feel like... Okay, so brain trust is brain trust. a uh, is a term basically just uh, to be like, you know... It, it was originally used during, like, I guess FDR times to be like, hey, this is a group of people that... Uh, advises the president and make and they're like supposed to be smart people that will make rational mm-hmm. decisions and how that imagery has sort of been co-opted by the alt-right of like we're the rational thinkers um mm. you know i don't know if that's specifically what he's referencing but the idea of him being like okay all of you in the brain trust like which, like, the modern-day brain trust is, like, that alt-right rational, quote-unquote, movement. Yeah, being like, like, hey, uh, uh, dipshits, you all are failures and flakes and don't actually contribute anything to this uh, compensation, please, for wasting everyone's yeah, time. And, and it, yeah, like, the double metaphor of, like, a trust being, like, you know, a place of money, so, like, saying, like, pay up. Right. Because you ain't, yeah, because, again, yeah, you aren't contributing. Yeah. Right. Uh, the, uh, the Doug Graves over the Overhill Skate Punks thing of being, of, like, referring to people who were, like, like, again, like, in that punk movement, but are now, like, old and... Oh, I like that. Sort of tying back to the first half of the first verse of, like, you know, people who are part of counterculture, uh, uh like, when they were young, sort of developing in an, in an unhealthy, uh, insular way that... Uh, ends up lining up with establishment. Yeah. People who think they have to give up um, counterculture because, like, they reach a certain age as well. Like, 
oh, I'm I'm an adult now. I can't do this. Yeah. I, then that really shows that, like, it was always an aesthetic for them, not, like, an actual movement. Uh, and I feel like it ties in with my Bugs Bunny tunnel out is perfect of him being just, like, whenever I see this shit, I can just dip out. I love it. Uh, and, like, Bugs Bunny is a good, like, association because Bugs Bunny is always fucking with establishment assholes. Yeah. You know, it's just a, and also it's just a fun line to say. Don't be there when we bubble to the surface, usurpers. I think that goes along with the failures and flakes in the brand trust, like that vibe. Uh, like, you know, um, hey, you fuckers who think you're like the rational right or whatever. Don't be there when we like band together and rise up because we're going to kick the shit out of you. Yeah, yeah. I feel like usurper is a very specific word of just being like, I, I feel like this is like it is like alt-right stuff but also like neoliberalist stuff that he's talking about of the idea of Mm. like because a usurper is someone going into a position of power by force but not necessarily changing that position of power yeah and i feel like it's just like okay you know you're in a you you're a usurper you're not happy with the current system but you don't really want to address the core issues you just want to be the ones in charge it's all about power yeah I also, oh my god, I pay the rent in pennies and ride off into the ether. On a donkey painted like a zebra, take me to your leader. Those two lines are so good. They're so good. And even <laughs> like- so fucking good. Even Tobacco, like, listening to the lyrics was just like, okay, I gotta, like, cut out the uh, music for this line to just, like, really <laughs> emphasize it. Resonate. Resonate. <laughs> Be- okay, pay the rent in pennies of, like, I have to do this. But also, I'm going to inconvenience you in the Scraping biggest by. way possible. And also, yeah, like, um, like, yeah. Uh, uh, although I'm sure Aesop Rock does fine for himself in terms of money. I'm absolutely certain, but yes. Yeah, like, sure, I'll pay the rent because if you don't, you'll send bounty hunters. If I don't, I'll, you'll send bounty hunters. But it's in pennies, so fuck you. And also, I'm gone, so fuck you. Uh, on a donkey painted like a zebra, take me to your leader. You know what these two lines give me? What do they give you? It's very, like, it's the type of, like, you know, when you're a young person and, like, you spend, like, all of your time out at night, like, you get that fucked up diet and the fucked up hours of your brain Mm -hmm. and, like, you know, you're maybe not looking after yourself so well, but it is that, like, sort of, yeah, like, I'm scraping by and then I'm leaving. Like, I'm not, like, it it gives me, um, like, when landlords, fuck them, um, are, like, totally against young people living in their building. Even if they're totally fine, they don't have crazy parties, they just, like, pay their rent, they're not even there half the time, but they hate them anyway. Yeah. That's giving me this of, like, oh, I'm paying my rent and then I'm going off into the ether on my donkey painted like a zebra. Yeah. And it's sort of, like, giving that, like, alien vibe of, like, I'm separate from these people. I am different, not in a bad way, but, like, I'm so far apart from these, like, people that own land and stuff. Yeah, I totally get that. And, like, also talking about, like, the going into the, into the, like, next few lines of just being, like, these people are miserable. They're just in cycles of, like, yeah. like, like, failure and then trying to scramble up to, like, be relevant again and then, f- like, falling back down and f- just being in that cycle rather than being themselves and being comfortable with that uh and and i love this line too of you can't imagine all the misery we leapfrog of just like you don't even understand what life is like you know like there's so much shit that happens in day-to-day life and we just like have to get over it like have to and we are there 
Yeah. You know, and we move on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, and then the music cuts out, uh, cuts out again for I make rap. I ain't a motherfucking peacock. It's so good. I just I don't know what he could be referring to other than uh, I make rap. I ain't a motherfucking peacock. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I feel like it's saying that like you know like it's basically just he being like pop maybe. Like, I care about the art, not about being flashy and and famous. Yeah, absolutely. And then and then I just don't. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't know about these last couple of lines. I don't understand them. Well, this is a Viking burial. Ooh, okay. Yeah, no, you're right. Um, which is how we were going to um send my uh teddy bear off to Valhalla, but then we were like, mm, there's a lot of chemicals because it was made in the 90s, so we probably shouldn't burn it. Um, but we were going to shoot a flaming arrow at it. Um, so yeah, death raft floating out to the sea. So you know. Raft, Viking, floating out to the sea, uh, under a single flaming arrow down to overcook the meat. I love that line. That's fantastic. I, it's so visceral, that, like, pyre that's going to – and I love the sentiment, overcook the meat, because it's very, like, it's dehumanizing. Yeah. It's like – it's, it, like, once you're dead, your body doesn't mean anything. It's so, like – Ooh, it's like gross in a really interesting way. But also, uh, like following up with the like, and if a silhouetted man is seeing emergent from the flames, you should probably treat him different, even if he looks the same. He isn't. I'm gonna get that tattooed on my motherfucking eyelids, bitch. Yeah, so good. <laughs> I love that. That just like those three lines. That's powerful, bitch. You should probably treat him different, even if he looks the same, because he fucking isn't. It's this, it's, it's trauma. That's what happens. Like, even if this person has gone through it again, like with the leapfrogging misery, like you should treat them with respect because they've gone through it. Just because you can't see scars doesn't mean they weren't hurt. Like they're a different fucking person. Mm -hmm. Now here's the big question. Yes. What do you think a suicide big gulp is? Um, hmm. I don't know if it's necessarily relating to death specifically, like a literal death, in the same way that, like, I don't know that the Viking burial is referring to a literal death, even though it says death raft. Oh, oh, wait, sorry, wait, 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 sorry. I googled, um, I, I googled, uh, uh, suicide big gulp recipe just in case. No, that's, <laughs> that's, that's probably bad for your search history. Uh, well, whatever the government's coming for me. Um, so, but then the first link, again, it's Urban Dictionary. Let's take this with a pinch of salt, eh? Um, but it says suicide and then in brackets drink. And then it says, if someone says they went to Burger King and quote unquote got a suicide, it is not a cause for panic, nor are they oh, making the a quick Oh, the suicide. I, I know what this is. is. I know what this is. Yeah. Yeah. Pu uh, 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 putting all of the, um, all of the flavors in a single cup. Yeah. Okay. And and the, and it says here, legend has it, all suicides taste the same. It's true. It's true. Like when you mix, like I would always mix, like when I would go to like Subway or whatever, I'd mix like Coke, lemonade, raspberry, and I was like, that's just anything. Yeah, I I did that too. Uh, I we would go to this restaurant, uh, and and I would just like literally like Ferris Bueller slide down the the uh, the sale machine. It was yeah. Um, we didn't call it a suicide though. We called it something else. No, I had no idea it had a name. I thought it was just alchemy. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember what we called it. But Thea would definitely I'm making know. a fast food potion. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I make a mean suicide big gulp. Sick pup. I don't know why you're insulting the person you're talking to. Okay, but, but sick pup is just a cool name. Also, <laughs> you want me to call you sick pup? 
Kind of. You're a sick fucking puppy, Jupiter. Okay, now you're making it sound a way that I didn't intend. Yeah, well. Sick, <laughs> sick pup is different from sick puppy. You gotta admit this. That's true. Yeah. Sick puppy is like Kaiba talking to Joey. <laughs> shut up. You shut so, up. So, <laughs> uh, okay, so here's my interpretation of this line. Are you ready? Suicide Big Gulp is a mixture of all of the pleasures of life- that sounds scary, but it's really just all the good shit mixed together. Hedonism. And it's hedonism, yeah. And uh, Google Eyes splinter off from the witch hunt is like, like, Google Eyes means that, like, I gotcha. I've lured you, like, I've lured you away. You are now focused on this thing. You are off of the unified witch hunt. You are off of the, you know... You basically being like you're on our side now. I've radicalized you is essentially what yeah. this is. War and love, hailing from the home of an anthoracup. I don't know what an anthoracup. Anthoracup. I looked it up. Is a uh, is a uh, common cup design in New York, where he is from. Okay, hailing from the. Okay, so he's from New York. He's from Great. New York. War and love. I'm from New York. <laughs> <laughs> the line is literally war and love. I'm from New York. Yeah, basically. Uh, <laughs> butter bing, butter boom. <laughs> And 40 Nights of fail- Failures out to plagiarize the formula. Mm. I don't. I think that could be seen as either like, um, to me, if it's like referring to New York, it could then be referring to like gentrification of arts and being like, you know, you're a failure. So you try and plagiarize the formula from like other people that have been successful um, and that you can like make different money from. Or it could be like him referring to like, keeping his own hooks or something like that or maybe something entirely different 40 nights might be referring to a a biblical thing that's wild (laughs) he does refer to the holy ghost earlier i don't know i i i am i'm gonna go ahead and say unsure on this line but it seems that the main thing is that like like he's coming from a place that is like flawed but real and human Mm. and And, like, accepting that part of radicalization is accepting all parts of humanity, even the flawed parts. Hmm. Like, that is different from being part of the witch hunt, right? You're not, you're not, like, we all have flaws, and there are certain things that are, by the right, perceived as flaws that are not flaws and just human things. And just, like differentiating the two like i don't know it's hard to say i'm maybe let's read more and yes try and circle around then we got bane saying petty spoils void steady acumen so it's um uh people letting their petty squabbles getting in the way of uh rational thinking right of like oh okay so tying into the like brain trust shit from before of like 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 these idiots, these these people call themselves rational thinkers, but they're not participating in rational thought. They are just getting like stuck on things that don't matter and repeating the same arguments over and over again. Mm. Now this next line, <laughs> I googled the Voynich manuscript, and I've I'm on a page, and I'm like, I girl, I don't know. It's apparently, it's a 15th century... Cryptography book? That's a cult phenomenon (laughs) with a... With a... So, I think think people think it's like an alien thing. I don't know. So... 
Oh, apparently it's a guide to women's health that's mostly plagiarized from other guides of the area. Thank you so much, website I'm on. So... So he'd rather be avoided a voice of the Voynich manuscript, which could be like if it's pre it being translated, it's like, oh, you're the voice of this alien language. Post the translation, you're the voice of women's health, which that's I don't think that's very different. I don't think that's the uh, position he's going for necessarily. No, I feel that like maybe he's just saying like voice of the cryptic encouraging people to translate his cryptic ass lyrics and like think Mm -hmm. about it oh that's us (laughs) that might be us that's sort of the idea that i'm taking because otherwise i don't think it makes sense no i think i like that okay let me go uh your favorite lines boy type to give a name to a sword which sounds like a diss (laughs) it does right it is Boy, you the type to give a snap to a sword. You know fucking sword boys. Yeah, I do know sword boys. This is Ichigo, the sweating blade. <laughs> what? But also the skulls of his landlords hang from his horse is very good. Love it. Love it. Direct action. But it, okay, but it's just like, okay, you might be a sword boy, but why don't you use that sword to... Uh, to do direct action and uh, destroy the landlord class, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like this is continuing mm-hmm. the idea of radicalization of just like like your your personality traits are things that can be weaponized for good. Mm, I like that. I like that. Like you have passion that could be towards a different cause, right? Like you can ha- you can be a sword boy, but decapitate the right people. Yeah, but. Yeah, de- decapitate the right people. Come on. Um, and then we got medium kahuna, strange force around him, uh, which is like, I'm guessing, like, you're not quite a big kahuna, <laughs> but you are a medium kahuna. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not, you're, not, you're not the big boss. You're the mi- middle manager. <laughs> Houndsmen scrounge for a sirloin to pound thin. Ooh, interesting. Like, scrounging up enough money to be able to, like, uh, stretch your, like, meat as long as possible. Like, to, like, make meals as nice for as long as you can while you have the money for it. Or maybe to, like, if it's a hound's man, he's feeding the sirloin to, like, the animals. He can't quite afford, like, that much meat for his dogs. That's right. Sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, I get, I get that. Of, like, yeah, you're, like, yeah, houndsmen, like, you're protecting your pack. Oh, falling in line with the like, um, the like, uh, like lone wolf alpha male types. Yeah. Of like, you know, you consider yourself to be the leader of your tribe or whatever, quote unquote, leader of your pack. Mm. But, you know, like so far you've just been fucking selfish, you know, but if you're providing for your family, you might realize that you actually have to like provide for your family and working for it and work for it. I play my chess with undomesticated groundlings. We spend our afternoons forgetting how to downshift. Very strange. It kind of gives me more of the, like, alien image, though. You know, if he's calling them groundlings. <laughs> right. Of just, of, uh, yeah, he's, like, this is just, like, Aesop being, like, you know, I fit in with these creeps. Like, they, they like, you know, let me into their spaces. But I'm not really, like, I'm outside of it. I'm an alien. I can play circles around them. Right. I can play circles around them and like influence them to do like, like to do like radicalized behaviors. I have no idea what we spend our afternoons forgetting how to downshift means. 
uh, I don't know, maybe doing a drug that makes you speed up a lot. I don't know. Ace ain't here, man. Ace, I can tell it's you. Tell it's me from over there. This ain't a fucking petting zoo. I love that. <laughs> it's very like, I'm at a party and I don't want to fucking <laughs> talk to that person. Yeah. Can you tell them that I'm not here? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Or like, even like, uh, uh, like a landlord banging on a door being like, yeah. like, I know you're in there. Yeah. Very much so. Again, like, going with the, like, you know, landlords that try and have a problem with anybody, like, even if they pay their rent on time and they're super quiet, it goes in with that, like, you know, this ain't a fucking petting zoo. Go away. Like, I don't owe anything to you. Yeah. Uh, and then it just sort of ends on on uh, brain cells piecing out, dentures in a Dixie cup, devil trying to keep me down, somebody pick me up. Which I feel is just like, I like a- that be- Yeah, it's just like a nice little outro line. I don't feel like it has a huge amount of significance. I like um I like the last line devil trying to keep me down somebody pick me up because it's saying like we are more powerful than these forces like we as people have like the power to and again like if if the devil is like the like politicians and and the ruling class then it's like in my community in this group that will one day rise up and you better not be standing in the way cuz they'll kick your ass like they're going to help you up. Yeah. It's all about community. So from what I gather, just an overview of this song, this song is about radicalizing people in your community that you are, that you have direct influence over and that your voice reaches. Yeah. It's, it's going for the local level, I think. Right. That, that feels like that's the sort of vibe of just like radicalization is not just something that needs to happen at like, you know, in like fucking cities and with young people, but it also needs to happen with like these old fucks who used to be counterculture and are now just like insulized losers yelling at each other yeah, on the internet. It's all about caring. It's like we can't say things like, oh, they're too old to learn. It's like, no, we need all hands on deck mm-hmm. for this. Yeah. Well, what a song. Well, I feel like, what a song. I feel like, I feel like that was, uh, that was a really good analysis. I feel really good about that. Uh, we have been recording for a very long time. I guess that means we should take a little bit of a, a little bit of a break. Yeah, let's take a little bit of a break. Back, we might, we might do a little cheeky spin. We might do a quick, a quick little cheeky spin. <laughs> Oi, lads! It's time to do a cheeky little spin. <laughs> Music. <laughs> Music. One, two, three, let's go. Hey, Miles. Hey, Jupiter. I gotta take a big drink of water. I started this segment unprepared. My mic is tuned to the to the point where you definitely didn't even hear it. I didn't. I'm a I'm a streamer, baby. <laughs> I gotta keep this in mind. I also know that like. I wouldn't be able to hear it because sometimes you do just fully be eating dinner while we're recording and I don't hear it. So Oh, I'm sneaky. I'm Very fully sneaky. sneaky. Hey, hey, Hi. hey, hey. I'm going to spin the wheel. Are you fucking ready? Do it. Do the damn thing. Are you fucking ready? Oh, I'm so fucking ready to spin it. I'm okay. going to spin it. Oh, this is this is a fun mm. one. This one's this one's just a dance Ooh. jam. This one's straight up just a dance jam. Like, like this is actually perfect from deep lyrical analysis and like trying to get to the core of a complex song to let's just fucking dance to it out. To no thoughts, just dance. So this 
song is called Clay. It is from a band called The Garden. Mm. And uh, I like it, even though the cover art is of a praying mantis. <laughs> you don't like praying mantises? No. I don't. I didn't know I did know They're that. not as bad as grasshoppers. Yeah, I was about to say, I knew about grasshoppers. I didn't know about ma- uh, praying mantises. I love praying mantises and I love stick bugs. They're so cute. I have no idea why stick bug has become a meme, but I'm okay with it. Oh, I don't know. But sometimes, well, because like in like where I live, there's a lot of stick bugs. And sometimes we just be like, oh, hey. I've, n- I've never seen a stick bug in real life. Or maybe I have. Maybe. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. God's trying to stick bug you. Hey, hey. <laughs> let's uh, let's listen to the song. Huh? Let's do the diddly dang thing. Oh, look at that. Look at that grasshopper. I mean, no. What are you? Praying mantis. They're all the same. It's just a bug. So, uh, what what do you think? Very dancey. Loved the hook. I love a song that's like has great production, and then like the clean vocals are just like they really like mesh well with the with the soundscape and don't like distract too much from it. Like I wasn't concerned with like listening to what they were actually saying. It just like contributed to like a really fun chill vibe. And I just love the line, I like cereal, but I ain't no cereal killer. Great. <laughs> yeah. It's fucking this this is a um uh, a song where the lyrics fully don't matter mm-hmm. <laughs> at all. Mm-hmm. The the chorus is just I like cereal, but I'm not a cereal killer. <laughs> I wanna be dancing with my my lads to this song. I wanna be in like a fun space. I wanna be at a party. I wanna be dancing. <laughs> Some of these lyrics are so funny. I haven't even looked at them. I should. Like a pancake breakfast, we're going to own that shit. <laughs> Wait, sorry. <laughs> Repeat it. <laughs> like a pancake breakfast, we're going to own that shit. What does that mean? Life is a puzzle that you've got to enjoy. Can't be stupid. No fuck boy. <laughs> Can't be a himbo. Come on. Don't be a himbo or a fuckboy, is what this song says. I would love that this out al- so because I'm on Genius Lyrics, I love that this album is called You Want a Scoop? You want a scoop? <laughs> yeah. You want the scoop? Want the scoop? It's, oh my god, this is just like, it's, it's just like meaningless music that I, honestly, I, I couldn't, I couldn't blame anyone for saying is bad, mm-hmm. but it's ju- but I think it's just fun and stupid. It's fun and silly and goofy. A lot, like, I dance a lot, but it's mostly just, like, me dancing with and to myself. Mm-hmm. And this is a song that I love to just pop on and just go fucking nuts. <laughs> yeah. Like, I- like, I come up with a whole ass dance routine. Like, it's so fun. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't even know that I have anything more to say about this song. It's just fun. You dance to it. You move. You move your body. The fucking. Because <laughs> with this format, it's so like, you know, we could go so like, you know, the first half can be like 
50% the second half can be 50%. Other times it's like 90-10. <laughs> it's like, well, this is just a good song. We don't know what to say. I really like the beat, like, at the beginning and the end that is, like, I can't, like, the, like, using the human vocals as samples. Yeah, I love it. I always love that so shit. Good. I always love human vocals being used as samples. It's so great. Use your voice as an instrument. So good. 100 Gex does that a lot. Yeah. Love that shit. And it's just like, it's part of what hooked me to this song originally, like, like, like immediately of like, I don't know fucking any of the Garden's other songs. Oh, I have no idea. But, but I heard this song, it just came up somewhere and I was just like, I heard the like, I was like, I gotta go. I gotta start. I gotta get out of the groove on. Get going. It's just like, it instantly gets you in. And then like. Yeah, the lyrics are, like, there because, like, having a vocal component sounds nice, mm-hmm. but it's just, like, what are some words that I can say? <laughs> yeah, it's just sort of, it's just word salad. It's making some fun, yes, it's not about, like, necessarily giving a story. It's just about, like, giving an energy. Yeah, like a pancake breakfast, we're gonna run this shit, or whatever it was. I just fucking love that. We're gonna open a B&B. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna we're gonna open up a bed and breakfast. There's no fuckboys allowed, and I've got makeup on for the special occasion. King shit. Yeah, it's just like this is fun. Yeah, it's it's just fun. This is a nice. Si- Honestly, we needed a simple one for the end of yeah. the episode. I think <laughs> you know, just a nice little palate cleanser. Um, after truly spending forty to fifty yeah, like minutes, hour, yeah. just talking about one song and diving into the lyrics. And it was really fun, and I'm glad we did it, but we just needed a little fun, yeah. easy capstone. <sighs> that was a fun one. I enjoyed that. Thank you, Jupiter. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, I, I think that might be it on this one, yeah? Yeah, I guess so, huh? You know? I, I guess so, mm. right? Uh, well, thank you so much for listening to Artificial Ghost Radio. If you like the show, uh, we have a Twitter, at ArcusPod. Leaving us a rating on iTunes mm-hmm. uh, really helps us out. Gets our podcast uh, in like the algorithm a little bit more, a little bit better. Um, and uh, if you do leave a, a review, we will go ahead and read it out uh, on the show at the end of the episode. But also just like sharing with a friend uh, who likes music or who isn't really that interested in music, but like you know wants a uh, wants a nice entry point. I feel like we're uh, we're pretty good for that. I don't. Because I don't feel like you need necessarily a whole lot of prior knowledge to get into uh, any episode of this show. This show is, uh, it's good for broadening your horizons. Right. So yeah, sharing sharing with a friend, I feel like, is uh, is really fantastic. A really great way for our show to get out there to more listeners. Uh, if you want to help out the show, that would be great. Um, hey, Miles, mm-hmm. hey, you do a lot of cool stuff on the internet. Who told you that? I no one had to tell me that. I just could. I just had to use my eyes. Ah, ain't you sweet? <laughs> but hey, if you wanna, if you wanna look at my shit on the internet, because I don't do it anywhere else. I don't. I don't know where this is going. <laughs> I don't know where this bit is going. Well, you do a lot of you. Hey, hey, for those unawares, mm. Miles is a fantastic artist. Oh, a day who draws such amazing. Uh, uh, such amazing things. A lot of like fan art, uh, uh, for like Dimension Twenty and Critical Role and just whatever he happens to be interested in t- at the time. 
Things will take my fancy at a moment's notice. For real. But also just, like, your output is ridiculous, the amount of stuff that you make. I made the mistake of putting all of my positive reinforcement from others from strangers on the internet. So now if I don't post art, I'll die. But if you want to see that <laughs> art, you can follow me on uh, Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, fucking, I don't know, LinkedIn, at Rabdoidal, which is R-A-B-D-O-I-D-A-L. And tell them Jupiter sent you for 10% off looking at my posts. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, uh. Let Miles know that I sent you, and he'll give you a discount on looking at his on art. On using your eyes. Yeah. it's uh, it, Currently, the price is free, but you can get 10% off of that uh, to, uh, to really get a good deal. Mm-hmm. Also, hey, here's a coffee link. Oh, yeah, I do have a coffee link. If you want to give me the money, because I do not have a job... <laughs> <laughs> I do not have a job. I also have a red bubble, uh, and both are also at Rabdoidal, R-A-B-D-O-I-D-A-L, and all of those links are also on my pages. Oh, yeah. And then uh, on my side of things, hey, guess what? what? Uh, I learned, I, I just sort of like learned, or, or not even learned, like just thought about and was confronted by the fact that a lot of people who listen to this show don't know that I also stream. Go watch Jupiter's streams. What are you doing? Hey, guess what I stream? I stream on the internet. I stream video games on the internet. So I uh, have a Twitch page at twitch.tv slash hellprincessjupiter. Uh, and I just play mostly like single player games. I do a lot of long form stuff. Uh, where I go through the entire, like, as much of a game as I can show, uh, reasonably, uh, over the course of a long series. Mm-hmm. I've been doing a lot of solo streams, uh, uh, lately, a solo series. Um, the, like, three solo series that I have are, uh, uh, Fire Emblem Path of Radiance, which I'm revisiting from my childhood, uh, and uncovering the social, uh, Commentary and also challenges of that video game and its story. Um, having a, a lot of fun sort of unpacking that. Uh, playing Metroid Prime, all of the Metroid Prime games. And by the time this goes up, tomorrow, uh, Sunday the uh, 16th, I guess, I'm going to be uh, streaming... Uh, starting on the Final Fantasy VII remake, because I've never played a Final Fantasy uh, game before, really, for more than, like, five hours max per game. Dip- like, and not even that, because, like, I've only tried, like, two or three of the games. But uh, it, there is a lot of cool women in it, and so I w- just wanted to play it. So look out for that. Um Yeah. I, yeah, I, I, I sort of do the sort of streams, uh, I pride myself as being a, a very chill streamer that you can just put on the background while you do other stuff. And that's, that's, that's sort of my niche when it comes to streamer, uh, streaming. Um, so yeah, you can check me out, uh, at twitch.tv slash hellprincessjupiter. Uh, or, uh, if you want to look at my archive where I have, uh, all of my series and you can catch up on them if you would so like, uh, at, uh, uh at, uh, YouTube at Hell Princess Jupiter 2. If you just search that, you'll find it. Uh, and yeah, those are my plugs. So Jupiter. Uh, so Miles. Do you want the theme for next episode? I would love the theme for next episode. 
I want you to bring me a song that is from the perspective of a dragon. Ooh, okay. I want a dragon song. Ooh, I'm I'm so glad that you're laying the groundwork for uh, hyper-specific perspectives mm-hmm. in these themes. POV, you're a dragon because <laughs> because you're gonna you're gonna hate my next theme. When don't I hate? No, I'm joking. <laughs> I love a fun, specific challenge. It makes me think more about my music. I love it. So I would love for you to bring me a dragon song. And I have to say it like that because Joey Wheeler and I made a demonic a deal when I was a child. And I have to say dragon or dragon. he'll come and kill me. Honestly, honestly, Joey Wheeler just sort of lives inside me somewhere. He lives rent free in my brain. Yeah. Joey Wheeler and Bakora live in my body somewhere, and they just pop out sometimes. And Solid Snake, but that's unrelated. Why is it only boys that live in my body? What's going on? I don't know, bud. I don't know. All right. (laughs) Let's close it out. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening to Artificial Ghost Radio, and we will see you when we see you. Hey, bada bing, bada boom. Bada bing, bada boom. (laughs) 